A blessed day to you. It is Monday, and we are grateful to God who gives us another day, another way to love him because he's giving us more time. But we don't know how much time we have, but we have today, or at least right now. So we thank the Lord, and we look at the scriptures. Today we're looking at Luke, and we're also looking at Second Kings. Let's, so let's turn to Luke, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 4, verses 24 to 30. Jesus said to the people in the synagogue at Nazareth, Amen, I say to you, no prophet is accepted in his own native place. Indeed, I tell you, there were many widows in Israel in the days of Elijah, when the sky was closed for three and a half years, and a severe famine spread over the entire land. It was to none of these that Elijah was sent, but only to a widow in Zarephath, in the land of Sidon. Again, there were many lepers in Israel during the time of Elisha the prophet, yet not one of them was cleansed, but only Naaman the Syrian. When the people in the synagogue heard this, they were all filled with fury. They rose up, drove him out of the town, and led him to the brow of the hill on which their town had been built to hurl him down headlong. But he passed through their midst of them and went away. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus talks about not being accepted as a prophet. And he also talks about that that was par for the course. That was a usual thing. He references Elijah and the widow in Sidon, and Naaman the Syrian. And then for the liturgy today, we look at 2 Kings, chapter 5, verses 1 through 15, and it tells the story of Naaman. Do you know the story of Naaman? It's a great story, so I'm going to read it to you really quick. Naaman, the army commander of the king of Aram, was highly esteemed and respected by his master. For through him, the Lord had brought victory to Aram. But valiant as he was, the man was a leper. Now the Arameans had captured in a raid in the land of Israel, a little girl who became the servant of Naaman's wife. If only my master would present himself to the prophet in Samaria, she said to her mistress, he would cure him of his leprosy. Naaman went, and told his Lord just what the slave girl from the land of Israel had said. Go, said the king of Aram, I will send along a letter to the king of Israel. So Naaman set out, taking along ten silver talents, six thousand gold pieces, and ten festal garments. To the king of Israel he brought the letter which read, With this letter I am sending my servant Naaman to you, that you may cure him of his leprosy. When the king read the letter, the king, this king of Israel, tore his garments and exclaimed, Am I God with power over life and death, that this man should send someone to me to be cured of leprosy? Take note, you can see he's only looking for a quarrel with me. When Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his garments, he sent word to the king, Why have you torn your garments? Let him come to me and find out that there is a prophet in Israel. Naaman came with his horses and chariots and stopped at the door of Elisha's house. The prophet sent him the message. 
Go and wash seven times in the Jordan, and your flesh will heal, and you will be clean. But Naaman went away angry, saying, I thought that he would surely come out and stand there to invoke the Lord his God and would move his hand over the spot and thus cure the leprosy. Are not the rivers of Damascus, the Abana, and the Farpar better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be cleansed? With this, he turned about in anger and left. But his servants came up and reasoned with him. My father, they said, if the prophet had told you to do something extraordinary, would you not have done it? All the more now, since he said to you, wash and be clean, should you do as he said? So Naaman went down and plunged into the Jordan seven times at the word of the man of God. His flesh became again like the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. He returned with his whole retinue to the man of God. On his arrival, he stood before him and said, Now I know that there is no God in all the earth except in Israel. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So isn't this a great story? It's a story of small acts. We, we see how the slave girl, she must have been treated kindly in that house, but she wanted the good of this, this famous general. If, you know, if he would just ask the prophet in Samaria. And the wife tells the husband, the husband tells it, the king of Aram. They send him over. Of course, they send him to the wrong person because the king of Israel is in a prophet and can't heal. So then Elisha hears and he tells him something simple. The, this great general is like, I'm not, you know, I could go wash somewhere else. Why, you know, this? And they, then his people, his servants say, oh, if he'd have told you to do something crazy, something extraordinary, you'd have done it. Now he's just telling you what, go do it. And he did. So you see how the word of these people that care, just a simple word of that servant girl, just the small reasoning of the servants, of Naaman, help him do what will bring about, in this case, healing and salvation. He believes in the God of Israel, the true God. You and I often don't have big opportunities to witness to the faith, but we certainly have little ones. And we pray today that we may take all those opportunities, whatever they are, small, big, ordinary, very ordinary. Jesus himself was seen, seemed too familiar, too ordinary to the people in his town, and they rejected him. But there is a great, great, it would have been a great blessing for them to receive him, right? And we too can do those ordinary things that speak of an extraordinary God who loves us. That's my prayer, that we may be with the Lord in all that we do today and bear fruit in him. Let's pray our offering. Divine Heart of Jesus, I offer you through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, Mother of the Church, 
in union with the Eucharistic sacrifice, my prayers, my actions, my joys and sufferings of this day in reparation for sins and for the salvation of all men and women according to the special intentions of our Holy Father, Pope Francis, in the grace of the Holy Spirit, for the glory of the Heavenly Father. And we pray for vocations. O oh, Jesus, eternal shepherd of our souls, send good laborers into your harvest. Thanks so much for joining me today. I see Susan and Josie and May, Peggy and Mario and Mary and Angela, Josie, all of you, thank you and may God bless you and those you love. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Have a terrific Monday doing those little things with the Lord.